I V M. Okay, welcome to Cyrus Rewinds with me, Cyrus Brocha. At least that's what it says on the Aadhaar card as of now. I'm currently time traveling and taking you back into the past to revisit some of the entertaining podcasts we've done over the years, folks. These are going to be better than cricket highlights, so just trust me. Ready? Here we go. But now, from the terrible beast of Cyrus Brocha, we have the beauty of Dia Mirza, who's on our show. Hi, Dia. Hi, Cyrus. I wish I could pronounce the "der" and "dia" without making it sound like an old Parsi lady, but you are anything but that. Still looking ravishing, I must say. And uh, I can see everything. Or uh, it looks like you've done very well in life. Uh, your background is beautiful. Mine is a painting by my wife, and I mean the white wall, not that actual painting. I know in the back. Yeah, so nice. I, I'm glad. I'm glad the lockdown hasn't made you lose your sense of humor. No, I just started ranting more. I, I think the testosterone level has gone down, and the estrogen level has gone up, and I've become. And please, it's not a gender bias thing, but I think I've become an old auntie. I'm. I'm pretty sure. But Cyrus, you are always an old auntie. That's, that's also true. I mean, <laughs> the aunties in my family do have these white beards, so I have to tell you, I'm going in the right direction. But yeah, it's so lovely to see you, and I, of course, kept my research with me, and I don't know where I've kept the. Luckily. Uh, we have you, so don't worry. There are lots to talk about. Firstly, because you've been doing so many things, and you know, the first thing that one notices is you were amongst the early pioneers on uh, internet space in a sense, and uh, you know, obviously knew the value of that, and you moved there very quickly, and you've already established yourself. You've got lots of followers. You're on all platforms. So let's start with that. Um, is it Kafir? I think the show has been going on for some time now, running yeah. for 30 years. I'm told successfully. <laughs> You really have to find your questions. <laughs> Found the question. If the phone was behind the laptop, the phone, that was because your PR team apparently said we have to stick to these questions. So I said, look, during lockdown, I don't want to piss anybody off because I don't know what kind of moods people are in. So I'm going to be as nice as possible. Not that I'll yeah. be. I'll only be nice to you. You're, I think you're a gorgeous person, so the, in, inside and outside, so not an issue with me. I'll save my rants for those politicians and morons. Uh, like in my building and around, who send us WhatsApps of fear all the time. So let's begin with you, Dia, and this. Um, we'll talk about what's happening now, and then we'll go back. I want to see the whole journey. I do remember the early days when you were in the Miss Indias and won all those titles. Uh, I'm sure everybody knows that, but we'll relive that. But quickly, uh, I speak like a train. I apologize for that. But let's let's go to Kafir first. I think uh, because that's um, everybody's seen that it's out. It's been doing well. You want to give us a quick word about uh, life in the OTT world, the new world. It was a amazing opportunity, Cyrus. I had waited long to be a part of a story that was so meaningful, that really connected with me. Um, you know the kind of values the narrative espouses, the backdrop of the story. The one line really got me when I met the producer, and he said, "It's a story about who has been born and brought up in the Pakistan side of Kashmir, and an incident washes her. She basically." Is washed ashore on the India side, and uh, she's picked up by the army and put away. Uh, is labeled a militant, has a child in prison, and is discovered by a journalist seven years after she's been in prison. And I just thought that that was just that one line spoke so much of what it must mean for a person to uh, live in a conflict zone, be picked up like this. 
out of the blue, out of nowhere, and locked away for seven years, away from family, away from everything that connects you to who you are, and to bear a child in imprisonment, and the journey of freedom. And what is the idea of freedom? What does it mean to be free? And I've always been, right from school, I think when we used to do school debates on what was happening in Kashmir, it was a subject that really got me. I always wanted to understand better what uh, the reasons for the conflict are. Of course, we know what people say, but why has it gone on so long? Why do we continue to suffer? Why do so many innocent people continue to suffer? When will this be resolved? I think there were many questions that I've had, which are natural. And uh, this story led me to so much. I mean, just understanding what it means to live in such a region, what it means to live in conflict. What is the idea of freedom for an individual, especially for a woman? And it was actually written as a film story, Cyrus, 11 years ago. And it was meant to be made as a feature film. And the director who had, you know, decided to tell the story, it's, it's quite tragic, died a few months after the story was greenlit. And so the film never got made. And Bhavani Ayer, who's written the script, lived with the story for many years. And when we finally got the opportunity to tell the story, I really feel like we were chosen for it. And for all of those people who've seen it, and for the fact that they connect so deeply with the narrative and the characters and the journey of these characters, and it's a gift that doesn't stop giving. And for an actor to have a narrative like this, to care for, to empathize with, to understand and live, is, is very special. Also, gutsy choice. Because, you know, I mean, uh, not to try to Black Lives Matter, but anything with to do with oppression, uh, tragedy, you know, some sort of... People want to look away from that a lot. So it takes a little also, bit of guts. I guess, yes, at the time, I didn't perceive it that way at all, Cyrus. Because to me, it was just an extraordinary human story and the triumph of the human spirit. And it just, the values that it espouses is what connected deeply with me. But after I was shooting, I'll never forget this. We were actually filming the end of the show in this very contained set. And one of the ADs walked up to me and he said, you know, I think you're very brave for playing this part. And we were actually filming the part where the character crosses over to Pakistan, you know. And I said, why? And he said, because, you know, you're a leading lady and and, uh, you've been a part of mainstream cinema and you've chosen to play a Pakistan in such times. And that's when it actually hit me. I was like, oh my God, I never, I never saw this character as a Pakistani woman. I saw her as a right. human being. Isn't you know, that the whole idea? When, when, some, when you guys make a story like that, it's about the human being and not about everything else. Yeah. Oh. yeah. And but, how, how tragic it is that now we're suddenly defined by the borders really? and by the geography that we occupy and not so much as the human beings that we are. Yeah. Well, it starts with borders, but the labels just continue. I'm just thinking after some time, human beings are just terrible people. And we'll come back to why you're saving the environment and not the people, which is the right thing to do in my book. But not to bring down the sanctity of this entire show, which as you've just pointed out is, I mean, it's a very gutsy story as to make. And I'm, I want to ask you also about whether anyone has tried to criticize you for being unpatriotic or you know how jingoistic this country is. No, thankfully that hasn't happened because I think that that is the thing, right? We are so unfortunately invested in the negative narratives that we believe to be true for how people genuinely feel. But I think that that's just not the reality. Real people are not bots. (laughs) 
who right. watch this show uh, don't really ever mention this at all. They connect with the story. They they connect with the characters. They they connect with the beauty and the wisdom and the love and the peace and the generosity and the simplicity of the story and the characters. And so those those are the actual fans who obviously connect. Those, with those are the real people who Fair watch enough. stories for the sake of. For what for they are. And I, would, I would like to just point out my research has shown, and it's very limited research, that a lot of people with uh, mindsets, just lazy mindsets, who don't want to explore shows like yours or, or, or want to take a negative uh, sort of look at any show which is sensitive and em- instead of showing empathy, go the other way. I think their problem is they think of everything like a football match. And so they think that two sides and that Arsenal is playing Liverpool and, you know, take one side and get on with it. And not able to see the layers of, of what you're trying to do, which is about human suffering and, and getting through it. It actually is, in a, in a sense, a happy story also. Uh, yes, so it's it is. It's got a lot of light and it's got a very strong uh, tone of hope and uh, triumph. I, and, and I think that's what makes it so wonderful. So one slightly and only an infant would ask this question, only a juvenile, only an insensitive moron like myself. But it's just it's this thing in my head which won't go away. I've, I've been smacking my head. Um, she spent seven years in prison in a sense, right? Yeah. So then uh, she delivers a baby in prison. She, she got knocked up when she crossed the border. You have to watch this show. <laughs> Very good. Very good, dear. Very, well played. <laughs> Fair enough. And, and this child is remarkable. She's... You know, as an actor, there's so much I learned from her. She was so intuitive, spontaneous. Um, she's really the life of of the story. And she lights up the screen every time she's there. And Cyrus, you know what's amazing about her is that every time we would try, you know, a big scene, there's lots of dialogue. There is a certain moment. There's just, there's so much sensitivity in every moment. So Sonam, our director, would say, can we do a rehearsal, Dishita? And she would be like, no rehearsal, only for camera. And that child would, on the beat, on the right moment, respond. And it would just be like, wow, how how does this kid do this? But we were really lucky. Again, this is where we're different. It's not easy to film with children. I've filmed with children and they can be really difficult, you know. So you kind of... Yeah, you want to return them to the womb and beyond. (laughs) Yeah, as much as I love kids, I've had those moments when they're like, why God, why? But this child made every scene so special. It was fascinating. She was just so alive and awake and so present in every moment. But this is where we differ slightly because, you know, when you have these super kids who are really good and, you know, hit their mark, as you say, and sort of get it in one shot and, you know, just are in the zone all the time. I, I, it's okay for you because I think you're quite professional. But for me, I would be terrified because the relativity issue will happen all the time. Here's a guy who can't remember his lines, doesn't know where the mark is, uh, isn't ready for the shot, has gone, wandered off somewhere. And then you have this super kid who's ready. Yeah, she, had us on our she had us on our toes. We, I think I she... She compelled every one of us to ensure we knew everything pat on because she was there. Yeah, so I'm, I'm not the greatest fan of the super kids. But I've also experienced, I'm sure you have, uh, as we just mentioned, the obnoxious kids. I remember doing a toffee ad where there was this kid who just kept coming and pulling my cheeks. Yeah. It was like a seven-year-old boy. And he just, you know, the first time it was all, everybody laughed. And, but, but imagine yeah. eight, 12 hours on the set and the guy just keeps doing the same thing. 
Don't just yeah. wander around and come and pull my cheeks because the first time I I did not admonish him or you know it was nice. I think yeah. at the end I, I I don't know if I suffocated him to death or I tied him to a curtain and left him, but it it was a happy ending for me. I must tell you. And <laughs> I remember eating lots of toffees on the way back. Let's get back. So that's that. We've got there your presence. You're all over the place. Actually, I wanted to quickly also mention. I want to praise you a little bit. I hope you don't sound like I'm your chumcha, but I am slightly. Um, you're one of the few Miss Indias who actually walks the walk and talks the talk. Now again. I'm not disrespecting all the great uh, women who have, and, and there've been some really beautiful and talented women. Many of them, most of them. However, that whole uh, Mother Teresa moment is sort of forgotten. Six months on the line has become TV uh, anchors, film stars, uh, what have you, uh, paddle cinema. They've got, you know, they've all gone all over the place. But saving the world—that—that <laughs> that was a weekend, and that sort of, you know, it doesn't go beyond that. You, on the other hand, have literally, literally spent the last few years. You're probably in the forefront. If they talk about environmentalists today, you'll be the first uh, five names that come to mind for anybody uh, who studies India and environment. So I, I, I want to, and I've known you since uh, 2000. I, I've watched your career. I've seen you. We've worked together, albeit on one of the worst films ever made. Uh, and I, I, I didn't see the side. So when, when did the environmental thing sort of bug hit you, or was it always there? It was always there, Cyrus. I think it was growing up in Hyderabad, going to school like Vidya Ranya. That was. Based on is, is your point that Hyderabad needs to save the environment more than the rest of India? Is, is. Not really, but I think it was the fact that much larger open spaces, growing up amid nature, interacting. Sand Sagar Lake. Yeah, Sand Sagar Lake, and you know, just climbing trees. And what I did recognize in by two thousand four or five, Cyrus was that. The environmental crisis was needed our attention. It has an immediacy. It is critical for I think all of us to become aware that the planet doesn't need saving. The human species does because what we are doing to the environment is only causing chaos and disruption and crisis in our lives. And this pandemic is a example of that. And um, so you say the pandemic is completely self-bought by us. Yeah, the human species has caused. The scientists have been warning that. We are going to cause such pandemics, and they warn us that they will continue to happen if we don't fix our relationship with nature, which is completely broken. So I started working with people like Bittu Sahgal and uh, Vivek Menon, who is the CEO of Wildlife Trust of India, and Bittu Sahgal is is you know the um, founder of uh, Sanctuary Nature Foundation, which yep. is of course from the Sanctuary Asia earlier. I have drunk with him on many occasions. Doesn't He's an amazing man, remarkable Lovely. man. So yeah. my interactions with him led me to understand how little we were focusing in the mainstream media on environmental issues, how little attention was being given to it. And of course, in the last few years, we've made some progress with that. There are more and more people, and of course, young people in our country and across the world who are campaigning and, and have become such powerful advocates for the environment. Um, and are bringing the science to people, which would be unthinkable ten years ago. But um, I just care deeply for wildlife, and I love nature. And I don't understand how we can continue to ignore and neglect something that is so critical to our health and our well-being and our future. Is it is it fair to say Priyanka and Lara are doing the same thing? No, Cyrus. I think they've both found. Uh, causes that they care deeply for and their spouse. And I mean, I know Priyanka does a lot, so does Lara in her own way. Uh, I feel in many ways, um, 
working with you know wildlife and uh, on you know uh, conservation and environmental uh, protection has just furthered my purpose deepened my purpose i feel a very strong connection with the cause i feel an urgency about you know the, the situation i feel like we all need to find a way Hey folks, hope you enjoyed that. Cyrus rewinds every Wednesday and Thursday and possibly other days but for now Wednesday and Thursday. Also do listen to the full episodes yaar. You can find me at Cyrus says on YouTube and I've been told that I'm also available on all the major audio streaming platforms. So stay tuned. Are it's time for my dog walk. Ah, uh, Peter, 